right, Nick. Uh, welcome to a losing edition of Chatterbox Reds. The Reds lose to the Seattle Mariners eight to four. It's their only it's only it's their only second loss against the AL West. Uh, so shout out to that. Today it's uh what is today? It's a it's a Wednesday in Cincinnati and a Sunday in Oakland. That's all it was. And you know what? Today felt a little bit better than the Sunday in Oakland. So I, I I'm gonna tell you what, chat and you, Nick. I'm bringing positive vibes. I'm feeling pretty good. I know that we lost. I know that's not how it usually isn't supposed to go. But call me a sort. Call what do they call it? They call you a pushover. What else? What else do you, like, you get called? A bootlicker. What else do I get called? It's like a um, a loser's mentality. I guess I have a loser's mentality night. It's a okay. Offense looked decent. We'll get into it. But Nick, I can already tell you're feeling you're feeling okay too. Yeah, I mean, a good series from the Reds. Just a crummy night, but uh, I think there's definitely some positives with the offense. You know, the way they, they swung the bats against some really, really good pitchers tonight. Uh, starting pitcher Logan Gilbert for the Mariners was absolutely rolling coming into the game. Had one of the worst starts he's had in a couple months against the Reds. Uh, Reds got, you know, Will Benson at a home run off the, the Mariners closer, the AL reliever of the month in August. Uh, so, look, I think there's some positives to take away from it. Good week for the Reds and uh, 20 games to play <laughs> at this point. It's every game the rest of the way. It's going to be, uh, you know, really just uh, trying to get to that magic 84, 85, 86 win mark. That it is. And listen, tonight they had chances. They really did. Uh, I'm sure as we go through the box score recap here in just a moment that they're, they're you know, you could make the case that they were in this game. It might not feel like it when you look at the box score and you see that it was an 8-4 to four, uh, final, but they had chances and, you know, are they going to come through every single time? Of course they're not. Uh, what do you really expect to a certain extent out of this, uh, you know, not only the bullpen, but more more or less these guys are just getting thrown into the fire from a starting pitching perspective? So I, I, I know, again, does this seem sustainable? It doesn't, but I think we're going to get some Calvary on the way. I think we're going to get some help soon. I'm begging for it. Let's get into it. Let's do the Bosco recap, and then we'll talk about a few things and obviously talk about what's next, as always. All right, well, believe it or not, Reds did take a one nothing lead in the first inning on a T.J. Friedel triple, then a Spencer Steer single. But the Mariners scored seven unanswered off Lyon Richardson, who gave up three home runs. The Reds got a couple runs back later in the game, but Reds end up falling 8-4. Reds now 73-69 and on the season, and the Reds got pretty much no help today. I guess maybe you could call the, the, the Cubs helping the Reds. Uh, but the Cubs uh, hold the second wild guard spot. They now have a four-game cushion. Marlins did leapfrog the Reds. Marlins have won six in a row. So the Reds are tied with the Diamondbacks. Reds and Diamondbacks a half game behind the Marlins. Giants sitting two and a half back. Uh, but the Marlins, of course, Trace, we've talked about. Does it mean everything? No, but they by far have the most difficult schedule. So if there was one team you wanted to be behind... The, probably the team you want. They also just got a ton of bad news today. Yeah, bad, Sandy bad news. Alcantara going on the IL. Jorge Soler, their uh, uh, big home run hitter, going on the IL. Um, so they're kind of they're kind of limping through <laughs> September, kind of like the Reds have been doing here for the last season. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel a damn bit sorry for them. They're they're getting a little taste of our own medicine to a small extent. Um, Let's get into this. Uh, Lyon, I'll tell you what about him. I, <laughs> I'm encouraged by what I see, man. I really am. This kid has good stuff. Um, 
I did think Stevenson, and I don't mean to get into like the nuts and bolts of the game too much here. I, I hate to get into the weeds because I feel like sometimes it's just a little monotonous and a little boring. But on a night like tonight, I'll, I'll do it for a second. I was watching this game, and I, and I and again, I'm not killing Stevenson by any means by saying this. I don't want people to take it the wrong way, but I did feel like they were getting a little too cute with the with the concept of trying to trying to throw these fastballs a little above the zone to try to get these guys to chase a little too often. I don't think Richardson's command is that good enough to be able to, to flirt with the concept of, of trying to throw high fastballs consistently. Every so often, I'm cool with it. But it just felt like Stevenson or whoever was calling the pitches, I'm assuming it's Tyler, they just kind of, he kept asking for that elevated fastball. And Nick, that's all good and well until you miss, you know, four or five inches below where you're aiming and that's a it's a middle up fastball that's that those guys were hitting really really hard. I actually thought he had good command of his changeup tonight. I thought he had good command of his breaking ball tonight. And obviously his fastball is pretty electric and get up to ninety nine miles an hour. I don't hate that. It's just um, I just kind of wish that we would have stuck maybe with the off speed a little bit more. But you know what? To be honest, I, I hate even being that critical of of the of the minute stuff like that because it's it's just so easy to to watch a game and then do the do the Monday morning quarterback with what pitch they should have called after the fact because you've seen the result. So, you know, again, I guess that's the only takeaway I had that I was a little upset about was just I thought that they got a little too cute trying to throw those fastballs up. And I, I'm not saying that's that shouldn't be a part of the game plan at all, Nick, but uh, but I, I guess kill me. Tell me I'm an idiot. Say I'm stupid for thinking that Lion Richardson's pretty damn good. I get that he probably doesn't have the line that makes it seem that way, but uh, when I watch him throw... There's something there. No, I agree completely. I mean, I think he, it's kind of some of the the Hunter Green we saw where, you know, you have to kind of work through some things. Uh, Lyon Richardson is a guy that only gave up two home runs in his entire time in the minor leagues this year. So this is valuable experience for him because and I know the, the broadcasts have talked about it over and over. And so I won't belabor the point. But Lions able to get away with so much more in the minor leagues. You come to the majors and you go, oh, hey, I have to be a lot sharper than I was at at Louisville, at Chattanooga, at, at Daytona. Uh, and, and I think this is these are valuable, valuable innings for him. I, I I hope we don't have to see another start of him this year, but I, I still think he can absolutely has the potential to be um, a piece for the Reds down the road. Uh, I almost would kind of like to see the Reds keep him up here and maybe use him as like a reliever, you know, maybe like yeah. two inning spurts, you know, in the bullpen. I think he's probably better than, you know, some of the other guys uh, that, that they might use. Um, I think you could you could maybe he could get away with a little bit more this season. Um, but I also like if 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 it comes down to with all due respect is. As much as uh, you know, Carson Spires really gave a great performance on Sunday. I still think I'd rather see Lyon than than like Spires again or or someone like that. So I don't want to say I'm like completely against it, but I would prefer them not to have to start him again. Well, of course, we'd prefer not to start many of these guys that had just get caught up. Um, I mean, and I'm, I'm not trying to say that as a joke and, and demeaning yeah. to you, but I, it's the truth. I it's just one of those things where where, where we we are we we, we got to play the hand we're dealt. It, it, you got to start somebody, and that's that's who we have. And unfortunately, like it or not, it's uh, I keep saying the same things over and over again. But but God's honest truth, like this team, 
without getting the production they got out of Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, it's a joke. It's a joke that we're in the position we are. But here we here we are, and and fortunately the Reds have kind of been able to piece this thing together, Frankenstein it together, uh, put band aids on stuff from here and there, and been able to stop the bleeding just enough until we get some more help. So we'll see if we can do it again. I guess my last point with Lyon is this: is like. <laughs> I, I, I do think that some people overreact when with results. You know, I and I'm not suggesting for one second that you should go and you should say tell everybody that Lion Richardson's gonna be a Cy Young winner or something like that. But like, do you ever just watch the game and think I, I can work with this? Like this guy's gonna this guy can be something. I don't know what it is. Maybe he ends up being a setup guy, maybe he ends up being a closer, maybe worst case scenario ends up being a middle of the road type guy. But when you watch him throw the ball, and I know I'm I'm being a little like pessimistic to some other guys on the team. I don't mean that. Derek Law doesn't deserve the the the, the ricochet shot I'm about to throw him here. But like when you watch Lyon throw the ball and you watch Derek Law pitch, do you really think to yourself that that Lyon can't be Derek Law? Like it's the stuff is there. It's a matter of putting the stuff together. And if you do, if you can't see that, then that's fine. And maybe you say I'm an idiot. But um, and I see people in the chat overreact to results with a big question mark. Bro, the guy the guy just got to the big leagues. He got rushed to the major leagues. This guy's not ready to pitch in the big leagues yet. Okay, if, if you want to go, you want to go kill Connor Phillips. You want to say he sucks too. Because of the results? Oh, look, Connor Phillips, he threw five innings the other day, gave up four runs. He sucks. Throw him into the pen. He's not going to be worth a shit. I, at some point, can we just relax a little bit on some of these guys? It doesn't have to be so tooth and nail about, oh, my gosh, he gave up home run tonight. Okay, he gave up home run. He missed a couple pitches. The Mariners, I hate to break it to you, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Go look them up. They're a pretty good team. Like, this isn't the Pirates we're playing. We're not playing the Rockies here. So, I kill me for being optimist. Kill me for saying that I think Lion Richardson's going to be pretty okay because he is. Um, but that's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. I think Lion Richardson will be just fine, just fine. Last point is you just have to remember, like Lion started the year in Daytona, like like the year that he's had is incredible. He has no business pitching in the big leagues this year. The fact that he was able to get all the way through the system and the fact that he's helped this team. He helped this team on Friday night against the Cubs. Uh, Came out, looked awful in the first inning, but reeled it in, gave the team a chance, and and when they were absolutely desperate. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited about this guy's future. Yeah. Um, Reds offense, let's do it. They look a lot better. I think they're going to (sighs) be... This team is what they're, they're a roller coaster. Okay. I don't know what this offense is going to bring on a daily basis because quite frankly, they have so many inconsistent players that when I say inconsistent, doesn't mean I don't think that they're good. Just means that they're inconsistent. Uh, Will Benson, maybe he's back on track. Will Benson's, I don't know, was arguably one of the best players on this team for a month. Um, could we get him back somewhat close to what he was earlier in this year? Maybe so. Um, Tyler Stevenson continues to look good and that's a positive sign. I don't know. I tonight they could have scored eight nine runs. I mean, Nick, I don't know if you have the box score right in front of you, but how many hits did they pound out tonight? Ten. Ten hits. Man, ten hits. And if you're you're looking at a stat like expected batting average, which is certainly a stat that has its flaws. I'm not going to sit here and say it's a perfect stat, but the Reds' expected batting average tonight was two forty. The Mariners was two fifty. So you know it was just I. I 
I'm with you. I think the Reds' offense looks pretty good right now. They had a ton of hard hit balls. Um, everyone outside of Jake Fraley had a hard hit ball tonight, and I think we all feel pretty good about Jake Fraley. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think the offense is looking good. I'm I'm excited, a little anxious, but excited about an opportunity for the Reds to face a Cardinals pitching staff that's not very good. That's where I think we'll really be able to see where's this offense at, because this is the kind of offense that I think should be able to go out and score a lot of runs off the Cardinals. Now, maybe yeah. you'll, you'll clip me up on Sunday and say, Nick, you're an idiot, and, and maybe I am. But I, I that's where I think is a, a really good gauge this weekend to see where's this offense at. Your home ballpark against a lot of bad pitchers. This is where you need to come and, uh, you know, beat this team around a little bit. Nick, I, I, it doesn't take us long to go back a couple weeks to remember where we were at, right? This team... They traveled out west. They had a three-game set against the Angels. Then they had a turnaround, and they played the Diamondbacks for a four-game set. Had to play the Giants for a three-game set. And I get the Giants aren't very good right now, um, but these are all pretty solid teams. Uh, They come back home. They have to play the Cubs, and they have to play the Mariners. They played about about as well as you could have asked without begging. And they've given themselves a chance. They've given themselves a chance. And now it's a matter of, of, of feasting on the schedule that we've been talking about for about a month now, right? It's here. It's finally here. We've been talking about it for a while, Nick. We've been saying, hey, if you can just get to September, look at the schedule. Look at the schedule. It's here. Will they sweep every team? Probably not. But if they continue to mount up and win series these other teams that we're chasing and or competing with for this last wild card spot are, are, are going to have to play each other. And the Marlins are the only team that quite frankly, doesn't have to play a ton of teams that we're chasing, but what they do have to play is a bunch of good teams. And you know what? I'll put my hand up right now and say that if the Reds can play 500 or a little bit better than 500, maybe a couple games above 500 baseball for the rest of the way out. I would make the argument that I'll put my hand up and just say whoever beats us had, had earned it. They had to they had to earn it because they had to win some games they probably weren't supposed to win. If the Marlins end up taking it, they end up beating us, then they had earned it. I think this offense, as you had mentioned, it's starting to look as if it's, uh, if it's I don't want to say back because that's a strong word, um, but I think it's in a position now where I feel comfortable moving forward. There for about a two- or three-week window, though, it did feel like, Nick, if we gave up more than three runs, game was over. So... It's nice to have that somewhat of a feeling back that we always have a chance to come back. Speaking of coming back, uh, Jonathan India. Where are we at? What do we know? Well, they reported on the broadcast that he's going to try to start rehab games on Friday with Louisville. Um, So, uh, I... I mean, they had said before, it probably needs at least five rehab games, which I think tracks, you know, based on how long he's been out. But you, you know, you you start doing the math. He could be back uh, Met series, or, or maybe the Reds would hold off. Uh, they come back home on the 18th against the Twins, so that could give him one, two, three, four. The last four series of the year. I mean, we'll see where where the Reds are at. Then I don't want to be like, well, right now there's not a per se spot for him because things change so quickly. Um, but if it, if it was coming back tomorrow, I'd say I'd probably platoon him with Jake Fraley because I'm not taking Novi Marte out 
And I mean, I guess you could maybe put him a little bit and move steer around. And I don't know though. I, I, I mean, unless he goes to, to triple a and just lights the world on fire, that's right. an option too. You're going to kind of have to see how he looks and then, you know, does like Noel Marte just go ice cold? Yeah. It's really, you know, it's really going to be one of those things. No, I, there's a spot for Jonathan India. Okay. Um, where it's at might have to be a little unique. I think that we're going to have to probably be in a position where Spencer Steer is a guy that certainly could use a day off from time to time. And if we're being completely honest, you know, it all depends on Jonathan India's health. How, how how comfortable is he when he comes back? Is he is he actually fully ready to go, or is he still going to have a little bit of a nagging injury, but he's just going to fight through it, a la Jake Fraley, a little bit because he wants to be out there and he's sat out for so long? I would assume he's 100% when he comes back. I'm not trying to speculate. But I think some of that will depend on you know whether he DHs a, a good amount of the time, or perhaps he he slides in at second base, and then you kind of you know give Marte a day off every so often. Ellie gets a day off every so often, and I know people that will probably be viv- vividly upset if they get too many days off, but they'll find a way. Uh, Jonathan India will find a way back uh, if if he's actually healthy and ready to go. So I'm not overly overly concerned about it. Is there is there uh, is there anything that you want to get to before we get into some Reds MILB? No, I mean it just it's this is just no. one of those games where I I don't think you make a big deal out of. I think it just it is what it is. You 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 took care of business on Monday and Tuesday. You afforded yourself the opportunity to make this game not that big of a deal, and uh, you move on. And uh, this is a big series coming up this weekend. This is a series you, you don't need to go out and sweep. Like, like, let's get that out of here. Like, you, you don't ever go out and say you, we got to sweep another major league baseball team because that's unrealistic. But this is a series you need to win. The series you need to win the series against the Cardinals. That's uh, that's that's the gist of it. Uh, if you can't win the series against the Cardinals, well, you're gonna start getting yourself in a position where you probably don't deserve to make the postseason. And I'm not going to say like, you know, this one series defines everything because, you know, you can make up for it later and all that kind of stuff. But this is the kind of series that, you know, you need to take care of business. This is you're at home. You got to find a way. Yeah, and they will. Um, Let's do some Reds in my LB and let's do what's next. Reds in my LB presented by Betfred Sportsbook at Louisville. They lost 13 to 8. Tonight to St. Paul, that team, that's the Twins affiliate, they have absolutely beat Louisville around this year. Uh, but Alex Young made his first rehab game, uh, pitched a scoreless inning, perfect inning, one strikeout, so that's good to see. Levi Stout was only used two innings. Not sure if there's anything to this, Trace. He's been used mostly as a starter. Pitched two perfect innings, two strikeouts. Maybe the Reds are, are thinking at this point in the year, maybe they're trying to limit his innings. I, I don't know. Maybe it could maybe be an option as a reliever. You know, we know he does have some talent. Uh, our good old friend Kevin Newman did walk twice, his second rehab game. And then Jose Barrero, he's, he's kind of limping to the finish. I, I, you know, you wonder if Barrero kind of getting passed over is kind of uh, got to his head a little bit, which honestly it would be, you know, hard to blame him for that. Double uh, A, Chattanooga, they lost 3-2. Uh, not a whole lot going on. Matt Nelson, the catching prospect, did hit his first home run. He's got 19 on the year, but it was his first home run. Um, at the double-A level, there is a thrilling game going on right now. Dragons are tied 8-8 with Fort Wayne. The Dragons are two games behind Fort Wayne for 
the second half playoff spot. There is a team in between the two, uh, but this is the, the final series for high A. Uh, Edwin Arroyo has two doubles. South Stewart's two for four. Carlos Jorge hit a, uh, a grand slam in this game and uh, absolutely crushed it. But Trace, you have to see the video on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so, so Jorge hits this home run and the Fort Wayne 10 caps pitcher like puts his hand up in the air. Like it's like a fly ball or something. And the home run was like 430 feet. It was, it was an instant classic. Uh, but I do got some notes here on the Tortugas. Uh, I feel like I've kind of left them out to dry a little bit of late. So I kind of did a little research tonight. So I don't know, love it or hate it. Uh, they won nine, four over St. Lucie. Cam Colley was two for three. Walked twice. Good to see him finishing the year strong. Ricardo Cabrera, this is the Reds' number nine-ranked prospect. Second game since getting promoted, just kind of end out the year. Three for six tonight, so good to see. Ethan O'Donnell, this guy has been on fire. He was a sixth-round pick this uh, this summer. Uh, two for four, hit his third home run. He's hitting 382 with an 1,100 OPS in 20 games so far for Daytona. Uh, Carlos Sanchez, he's a top 25 prospect. He made his debut tonight. He was 0 for 4. Uh, I think he's like the 24th. He's a young kid shortstop. And then uh, last but not least, Graham Osman. He was the 10th round pick of the Reds this summer. Graham had a great day today. Struck out seven batters, no walks, but he struck out four batters in one inning. So that's, that's a pretty cool day. Shout out catcher. And you know what? When you, when, you, when you strike out four batters in an inning, you're getting mentioned on Shatterbox Reds. I just I feel like it's uh, you have to, right? Well, yeah, it requires a it requires a uh, either a really really bad pitch that a guy swings at or the catcher not being able to block a ball. But you know, we're here for it. We're here for it. All right, what's next? Uh, what's next is important. You know why? Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters is what's next, people. Right? This is over. Done. Lost. It's already in the lost column. You can't change it. We move on. Who? What? When, where, and why? Yeah, we'll go into too much detail about uh, Friday's matchups. We will be doing a podcast uh, that'll be on Friday morning, so go a little bit more in detail. But for the series, it's going to be, at least the Reds have said they hope it will be. They haven't for sure defined it, but it'll be Abbott on Friday, Carson Spires on Saturday, Hunter Green. Uh, he was back with the Reds. Today, first day back, um, I guess he was, you know, sick in San Francisco State and San Francisco, didn't come back with the team. Um, so they're hoping to have him on Sunday. Reds, and this is uh, some good matchups on Friday and Saturday. Drew Rom and Zach Thompson, I mean, they're pretty much filler guys right now for the Cardinals with kind of where they're at. Miles Michaelis has had an up and down season, but the Reds have hit him pretty well of late. So this is a series, you know, you uh, <laughs> got to find a way to win this series. I think they will. I mean, I feel good about it. And uh, Trace. What? So the Cardinals play tomorrow yes. as well. So that's that's good. It is good. If the, Cardinals, if the Cardinals were to lose tomorrow, yes, the Reds would have a chance this weekend if they Uh-oh. swept the Cardinals to clinch the Cardinals' first losing season since 2007. Mm. Hate to hear that. Um. Don't forget, folks, that the Cardinals were supposed to win the NL Central. Um, and they were actually favored to win the NL Central, I'm pretty sure, like three quarters through May. Could be wrong about that, but just a reminder. Imagine being a Cardinals fan. That would stink. 
Um, I don't know, Nick. I poor, think uh, poor folks. You know what I think, Nick? You want to get the chat going? I'll get the chat going. You know what I think? Uh-oh. I, 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 I think they just need to take one. I think that if they can just get one game, <laughs> I think if they can just get one game in St. Louis, keep it moving. It's Cincinnati. Oh, it's Cincinnati. I'm sorry. That's right. It's a homestand. <laughs> St. Louis is, is at the end of the year. Looked at hey, that schedule a thousand times. You know, you know, you know who's going to have a big series? And they got a lefty. You got a lefty on Friday night. Harrison Bader. Bader. Oh, it's Bader season. I love the people in the chat that get it. There's a certain amount of people that know and watch this show, understand what we're doing here, and there's a certain amount of people that are going to just want to kill us, and that's fine. But I'm just telling you, one game. That's what the Reds need this series. That's what we need, one game, and we'll keep it moving. Well, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Chatterbox Reds. We greatly appreciate all of the love and support. If you have not yet subscribed to Chatterbox Reds on your favorite podcast platform, well, what are you waiting for? Do it right now as we have new episodes available bright and early the morning after every single Reds game this season, just in time for your daily commute, your morning coffee, or however else you get your day started. And also, make sure that you're subscribed to Chatterbox Sports on YouTube so you can join us live after every single Reds game this season and be a part of the conversation. Hit the bell and turn on notifications also so you can get alerts on your phone whenever we go live. We hope that you have a fantastic day. And as always, go Reds.